Welcome to the DEI Discussions podcast series. This is the Humans of Fintech chapter, and we are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today, we are joined by Erica Thornton, COO of MindOut, LGBTQ mental health service. Parent and Star are truly proud to have partnered with your charity and want to hear more about the great work you do. So, Erica, welcome. It's brilliant to have you with us. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, so super excited. Can you please share with our audience a, a little bit more about Mind Out and what the mission is? So Mind Out is a LGBTQ mental health service based in Brighton and Hove, but we also offer services across East and West Sussex. And we also have an online support service, which I guess is global, really. You could access that from wherever you have internet access. So we're primarily set up to offer offer support to people who are experiencing mental health crisis or people who um, need advice around mental health support in the city also really can be a a sort of advocate for them if they were accessing statutory services and things like that we provide safe spaces for people to meet and support each other and we help people protect their rights get their voices heard and we've got professional expertise in suicide prevention so we can offer support around that as well and just really creating a, a space where we openly discuss mental health and try and reduce the stigma that's attached to that. So, yeah, that's who we are. Such important work you do. And I know that you do lots of educational work around this, Like you like to start with the whys. I'd love for you to share some of that with us. Absolutely. So we have a training team that can go out and we can offer training to organisations that are trying to reach their DEI goals, their training needs, but also specifically supporting people around LGBTQ inclusion in the workplace, but also just general understanding of the issues that LGBTQ people face. And I think what's really important to start with is to say that just because someone is LGBTQ does not mean that they will have a mental health issue. What it means is that as communities, we are more likely to experience mental health because of the various positions that we're faced with, various triggers and stuff like that. For example, 52% of LGBTQ people in 2023 said that they experienced depression in the prior year. And 67% of trans people experienced depression and it said that three in five LGBTQ people experienced anxiety in the last year. And that was increased to seven in 10 trans people and four in five non-binary people. So those figures are really high. And I think that is why services like MindOut are really needed, because it means that we can provide a safe space because we, we're run by and for LGBTQ people. So what it means is that when someone accesses our service, they know that the person that's going to be on the end of the phone or leading the group or at the end of the email when they email us, that they are there and they understand what it is like to be LGBTQ, for example. And so there's that barrier is not there. They don't have to explain certain things. And that is why, yeah, specific LGBTQ services are, are really needed. Yeah, it's so important. And it's great that you're sharing this on this podcast too. And I know that uh, a lot of people will be interested in knowing how companies can make their organizations more inclusive. And when you came in and spoke with us, you spoke about the big things, but also the small things. So I'd love for you to touch on some of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm really passionate about this because as you go through your career and different working spaces from like when you like 
and late teens or whatever, and then your early 20s and you first work in an office and the sort of spaces that I've had. And when I look back at where I am now and working in this LGBTQ safe space, I'm surrounded by people who identify similarly with me. That's really unique. I didn't have that before in organisations. And my identity was, I guess, it was novel. It was, you'd go into a workspace and you'd think, oh, can I say she instead of partner? Or can I, is my colleague going to understand that I'm with a woman? Or is that going to affect my relationship with my manager? And it's very, yeah, that whole thing can be a bit of a pressure for people. And that still happens now in organisations. I think I'm in a really unique space now that my dad, where you didn't, I didn't have to come out when I came to my dad. They automatically knew that I was LGBTQ. I think the big things that organisations can do, you know, you can have policies, you can have gender neutral toilets, you can raise awareness around pride season, but then really important to not just do it for that one month and advocate for LGBTQ rights throughout the year, highlight LGBTQ plus important celebrities or research pieces, really just shining a light on that stuff. But other things that you can do as well is like, the little things is don't make assumptions about someone's gender or sexual orientation, relationship makeup. Don't presume that that somebody will be with a certain gender. So be really open in your questions about people when you talk about relationships, talk about partners. When you when you see something like you see some prejudice, be proactive, speak out because that can be really hard to do. And if you feel nervous about doing that, then coming to mind out and asking those questions about how to do that as an as a employee is really important that's what we do a lot of our training on unlearn those gender and heterosexist biases as well give your team information about local peer groups find out in being proactive go out find out what's going on in your area and put a few posters up in the office put some off stuff up in the toilets it's just those little nods to to things that make people go oh okay this is a safe space having little badges on your bags or it's just it's it's the tiny things that that mean that when you're walking down the street someone knows that you are a safe person should they need to ask for support from you and that goes the same obviously in, in the workplace um i think celebrate change as well it's about let's say somebody starts to transition and starts to use or starts to use new pronouns or try out a new name celebrate that don't make it complicated difficult for them to do that recently someone joined mind out and started trying out a new name straight away and the fact that we could do that and it was so openly accepted by everybody and it was celebrated and championed was beautiful to see and I don't know if I've ever had that before in an organisation. So it really highlighted to me that it, for that individual, it was really important. But also, would they have had that same response in other organisations? I'd hope so. So I think really just think about that. I think for me, when I'm doing DEI work or when I'm in a meeting or if I'm in a senior leadership meeting or if I'm at a corporate meeting, I sit in that room and I imagine the other individuals in my team in that space and I try and speak as if they were in the room with me and think about what they need because of who they are. So those are the little things, little things you can do. do. And again, like this is so informative and it's great for learning because that employee experience is super important. So I wanted you to share a bit more of your perspective on that. 
the employee experience. Do you know what? Like when you work for an organization, right? When you apply for a job, what is it that you look for? Like I look for the layout of the job spec. I look for what the CEO statement is on the job pack. I look for their EDI statement about their inclusive practice. I look for their holiday, the benefits, all of those things. If you could have in your benefits section something like we celebrate diversity, we recognise Pride Month, Black Black History Month, we recognise all those events and those things. If you put that in your pack, I think that's really important because what you want the best talent to work for you. And the only way to get that is to get that broad um, spread of diversity within your team. Diversity brings with it such amazing strength. It's diversity of thinking. And so for an employee to have the best experience at work, they want to be surrounded by people who challenge the way that they think and who do things a bit differently. And as a manager, for me, like I, I want to know that when people come to work, that they can be their self, they can be their best self, they, could, they feel like they belong and that they're not going to go anywhere because of those things. Like if they leave, if anyone leaves, like someone said to me, the most important part of an employee experience is the start of their role how they join the organization so the really great induction process and how they leave their exit so that what they do is they come to you they think wow this is amazing when they leave they think wow this is amazing I'm going to go and tell everybody what a brilliant experience I had at this organization and I'm going to shout about it and I'm going to go on and I'm going to be better and and more skilled and better at my job and have learned so much and for me that's that is crucial I'm not when I recruit people and I know they're not here for the long term what I want is to get the best out of them and for them to get the best out of us before they move on you're just gatekeeping somebody people don't stay in jobs anymore that's just not what we do yeah just make sure that their experience is fully rooted in their their belonging in an organization have fun shake it up a bit do things a bit differently yeah, just, it doesn't have to be hard work all the time. You will get the best out of people. You know that you get the best out of people if you give people flexibility and space to work around their home life, all of that stuff. It's not rocket science. I think people have been doing it brilliantly for years. Yeah, that'd be me. Yeah, really helpful advice there. And <clears throat> anybody wanting to learn more about Mind Out and get involved in the charity, what do they need to do? Come along to our website, so mindout.org.uk. Um, and if you would like to volunteer for us, before we had our online support service, our volunteering would um, be rooted in Brighton and Hove residents because that's where our work was. But now that we've spread out and we can do more things virtually, um, we can offer volunteering experience from anywhere, really. We've got various people now working from across the UK from their home because they can join the online chat service and support so if you're interested in volunteering that we have volunteering opportunities for peer mentors or befriending for online support but we also really are looking at spreading our wings in terms of getting a cohort of volunteers who can help and support us in more practical things like social media um, marketing finance anything like that really we can get a bit more of a um because there's some really talented people out there with 
sort of technical skills that we could really benefit from because we're a tiny organization and sometimes those things we don't have time to get better at or to do as well as we want to so yeah that would be but also if you're if you think that you might need some mental health support then please just reach out to us you can call our number or you can go online and access the chat support and that's anonymous and you can just type in that you want some support and you can leave at any time you're it's you are in control of that support. They won't know what you look like, what you sound like. It's a wonderful resource. And that's open every day, certain, certain times of the day. So yeah, please just reach out to us. Email us if you want some. You can email our um, enquiries at inbox, enquiries at mindout.co.uk. And somebody will get in touch with you and somebody will be able to, to tell you where they think the best support is for you. And if you're an organisation that wants to fundraise or thinks actually I really like to support this charity because we're always looking for corporate partnerships and funding opportunities we would love to train your organization we've got some fantastic trans training and LGBTQ plus training A to Z of LGBTQ workplace inclusion some fantastic training so please get in touch with us we'd love to work with more people and more organizations yeah, we just want to we want to grow and continue and, and eventually years down the line, perhaps we'll have mined out face to face support services further outside of Sussex as well, which would be wonderful. Brilliant. And thank you for talking us through all of that, because I think this is what is so important for a podcast like this, that more people know and learn about your business and then get involved. And you've just listed off so many different ways that people can be active in their support of the charity, respond to the charity, engage with the charity. And it's truly inspiring work that you're doing. And I can definitely vouch for that training. So anyone listening, please do get in touch. And thank you, Arifa, for joining us on the DEI Discussions podcast series. Thank you.